What is up, guys? Welcome to another edition of Market Marauders. Speed the market, one trade at a time. You know, Market Marauders, investment channel, helps you find the best deals in the market. All right, so going to be talking about some things that happened this week. Uh, very interesting week in general, as far as markets are concerned, and a very eye-opening experience for me. Uh, now, background on me, I've been investing for about, I would say, two years seriously, and potentially five years on and off before that. So five years total, um, three years on and off, and two pretty seriously um, <clears throat> for the time being. But I've never, I guess in my investing period, seen something sort of like what happened this week. So I'm just going to give my breakdown of some of the things that I think um, are going on and why uh, some of the things are a big deal and some things I think are not a big deal. So uh, without further ado, let's jump into it. Um, first, uh, starting off this week, we had Apple, which had its earnings, um, which was historical earnings. Um, I think the company's being ran uh, fantastically by Tim Cook, in my personal opinion, who is the CEO. Um, I like what he did with, you know, dealing with the pandemic and the growth of the company. And that definitely showed uh, their revenue was up 20% and EPS was up uh, 35%. So in terms of numbers, what does that mean? Uh, the company had an all-time record of $111.4 billion, uh, which was that up 21% year-over-year. And their quarterly earnings uh, per diluted share, or that EPS from earlier, uh, of $1.68, which was up 35%. Um, international sales accounted for 64% of the quarter's revenue. So overall, you know, the company had a fantastic earnings um, and a historical earnings, which it's great for any company. Any company would love to have that. That was due to their um, iPhone wearables and other services uh, that they had. They made a lot of revolutionary moves for the company. So moving from their silicone uh, from Intel to making their own, as well as a, different, a lot of different products that were released. We had the first 5G iPhone that was released, which is the iPhone 12. Uh, so overall, a very, I guess, progressive uh, move for the company uh, moving forward. Uh, they definitely touched on a lot of social issues as well as social justice issues, uh, which I think was pretty cool. They took a stand on some of those. Um, so overall, the company just uh, stayed relevant for 2020. I think it's the best way to say it. Um, now, after that happened, uh, the stock plummeted. So the stock was at around 140 144 level and it went all the way down to 130.21 so it fell quite significantly after its earnings so it seems like you know stocks uh valuations are too high but it's even when they beat their too high estimate that the stock still goes down so um, this was, you know, very confusing for me. I would assume like if a company beat their earnings, then the stock would go up, um, especially if it was way above their expectations. So I was reading articles before the earnings, which were like, oh, it's going to be a hundred billion and it ended up being 111.4 billion. So, uh, 11, you know, million more than what they actually estimated. And it still went down. 
So while this you know was going on, uh, there was kind of a uh, secretive online battle going um, for the control of GameStop. So at that exact same time, uh, around the 27th, GameStop was at about a hundred, almost a hundred dollars even uh, around that time frame. So um, there were talks on uh, this popular site called Wall Street Bets. So if you're not familiar with it, um, it's Wall Street Bets is a Reddit site uh, or a Reddit page that talks about you know different financial things going on. Um, you know, I've been watching it on and off uh, beforehand. I think they have a lot of funny memes on there. Uh, so I fully support, um, you know, some of the things that they talk about on there because it's a financial community at the end of the day, uh, which is the reason why I built, um, you know, Market Marauders to be a financial community. So I don't nearly have the amount of numbers as um, Wall Street Bets does, but I do, you know, appreciate what they do and some of the humor that they have uh, behind it because it, it is hard to find humor, especially when dealing with subjects of money, losing money, gaining money. Um, but I digress. So around that same time, um, GameStop had been, you know, just rallying like crazy. And then it shot up uh, the next day all the way to $300. Uh, so it went to $300, um, which was pretty crazy. Um, and then the next day it went all the way up to $482.58 where it topped out. Um, <clears throat> this was to me like an amazing thing that happened. Um, you know, I obviously, in my personal opinion, thought from my, you know, only five year background trading was like, okay, you know, this is going to eventually fall. This level is too high. Uh, let me put a put out on this. So I personally put a put out on it. But what happened the, that day kind of shocked me as for the whole financial community in general. So I was using uh, the platform uh, Robinhood. So I use Robinhood as well as Webull. Uh, I use Robinhood a lot more for options. Uh, and then I use Webull for more chart analysis. Uh, I do have a couple of stocks with them uh, as well. So anyway, I was using... Uh, on this particular day, uh, Robinhood. So on Robinhood, I opened up my account uh, to look at my puts because I was like, oh, this is going to go down. And then it popped up, um, you know, a, a little statement with the caution icon. And the caution icon said, uh, you can close out your position in this option, but you cannot buy any additional contracts. So I thought that was weird. I thought maybe they were having problems, uh, you know, due to the high volume. Um, and then, you know, I was like, okay, well, you know, screw that. I'm going to try to sell it anyway. So then I went to go try to sell it. And then I kept getting an error. So it kept saying error. We've encountered an unexpected, uh, server error. Please try again. And I got this like consistently for majority of the day. So I had 10 puts, um, I was trying to sell them and it just kept giving me an error an error an error. Like the whole day I got an error. So I was like, I have no idea what's going on with this. Um, you know, I just said, forget it. I went back um, after, you know, I kept getting those errors and nothing would go through. I went back, looked at my account and it was already sold. So my options sold uh, for the price that I was trying to do, even though I kept getting the error and it said it wouldn't show, it wouldn't go through and it was popped up on my portfolio. So 
if you've used Robinhood before, you look at your portfolio, it'll tell you how many options you have at the bottom under how many stocks, uh, well, above how many stocks you have on like the side. But it kept telling me I had the GameStop option. So I went and checked my uh, phone like after lunch and I was like, how did this sell if the server was, you know, full? Because I was like, you know, forget it. I'm not going to, you know, worry about it. So it seemed like there was an issue going on with that. But from what I've read, and I'm not, you know, taking sides on this, that it is a deeper rooted issue than what is actually happening. So, um, you know, you can go and look at a different, a lot of people's YouTube channel and they can break it down, you know, way more than me. They have time to just go through and do all the research on it. I really don't have that time to do research on it. For me, I think, you know, it's kind of a fine line between allowing people to trade. I mean, we're supposed to be in a free market, so allowing people to trade what they want to trade, when they want to trade it, um, and then protecting, um, you know, people who make terrible trades. So it's kind of a, a give and take on that. So where do you have the – so if someone – I guess the, the problem that I'm seeing is if you have someone who – you know, goes to a poker table and they have a million dollars and on every single poker table or every single hand, they're like, I'm going all in, all in. That may last for a couple of times, but eventually people will, you know, call your bluff. And it seemed like, you know, other retail investors stepped up to the table and were like, okay, we're going to call your bluff. And then they called their bluff and they lost all their money. So instead of leaving the table, they decided to go to the casino and complain to the casino that they lost their money. And them being friends with the casino, the casino decided to kick the people who were winning money out and not allow them to play any more poker. So that's the best analogy I can give of what is going on is the people who want to play poker, even though they won their hand and played the game fair, had less money to put up for bet, are being kicked off of the poker table because the people who decided to go all in decided to make risky uh, bets. So, that's kind of how I see what's going on. Um, hopefully, you know, all this gets sorted out and gets fixed. Uh, but you may be saying, why is that a problem? Why do you see that as a problem? Well, I see that as a problem. And I think the divide comes when you look at like these ETFs. So if we look at Vanguard, um, high yield dividend, if we look at the top, you know, share. So they have like 27 million shares. So like the most amount of shares they have. Uh, for this portfolio, it's Bank of America, AT&T, Pfizer, Comcast, Cisco, ExxonMobil, Verizon, Intel, which I think are great. These are all great companies. Um, they have fantastic track records. You're not going to see a GameStop in these portfolios. So even if you go to VOO, which is another common ETF for the S&P 500, you have Apple, General Electric, uh, Bank of America, Microsoft, AT&T, Pfizer, Comcast, um, ExxonMobil, Cisco, Verizon, 
Wells Fargo. You have all these large institutions that are the basis of most of these um, ETFs. So I kind of see a, a great divide coming where you can't really base your way of investing on old fundamentals. So even though Apple is a great company, they've continued to go up. We saw proof in the numbers that the stock was still going down, even though they had great fundamentals, which will affect the value of this entire portfolio, given that they have 320,000 shares of that. Now, as a company, you know, I'm looking at it from both point of view. So if you're the company, you can't say, hey, I'm going to go restructure my portfolio every time one stock has a home run. So if a company like GameStop has a home run, you can't be like, I'm going to restructure my entire portfolio uh, so that, you know, we'll have a GameStop this time because it's an anomaly. It's not something that's always going to happen. Um, and then from the other side of retail trading, you know, <clears throat> there's kind of more people who jump into the market Um and I mean, I admit, don't really know what they're doing. I was one of those people when I jumped into options trading, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, so, you know, I'll just watch a bunch of YouTube videos and try to figure it out. Um, but <clears throat> coming from that point of view, I was not one person who was trying to find the, I guess, most long term value. But when you have those people in the market, it definitely throws off the fundamentals. So. I definitely see a great divide coming in the financial uh, institution on just the way people trade and the way people look at finances. It's no longer, um, I guess, feasible to say that retail traders have no power because uh, the GameStop uh, thing was kind of proof of that. Uh, and it's also, you know, not one thing to say that hedge funds don't have any power as well. I think both, you know, sides have power um, <clears throat> to influence uh, the way things are traded. So I'm not going to say either one is considered market manipulation because I don't want to put that uh, term on either side. I think they're, you know, good intentions on both sides. I think hedge funds have good intentions. You know, I know I would be stressed out if I had to manage people's money all the time. And then, you know, for me being a retail trader, I know it's stressful trying to grow my account personally. So the stress comes in both aspects of that. Uh, that's all a part of investing. Uh, but I feel like there has to be sort of a equalizer per se when it comes to uh, this topic. So hopefully, you know, there were some lessons learned out of the things that came from this week. Um you know, not saying that there, you know, weren't malicious intent on both sides, because I think one thing people aren't looking at as well as some people really just threw money into, you know, the GameStop stock. I mean, there are people who I haven't even heard of talking about stocks that were like, yeah, I'm putting money into GameStop. But I mean, on the channel, I've gone over GameStop multiple times and looked at their fund their financials were were trash to be honest. But you know, there are people who are like, you know, you heard about GameStop, I want to invest in GameStop. You know, I'm I'm gonna open up a, uh, an account to invest in GameStop. So, you know, 
I don't think people do that not trying to find a quick, you know, flip on their money. Um, and then also from the other side, you know, with hedge funds, you kind of have to know when to back off at that point in time. So if there was a lot of people jumping into it, if it was from a, you know, forum that's not a reliable source, I wonder why they decided they were going to jump in instead of, you know, sit out of this one. Uh, so <clears throat> I think kind of both sides learned lessons from this uh, whole thing that went on. Uh, and now we can see on the horizon that now there's a new uh, thing that people are talking about, which kind of is not the first time, but the second time. First, it was on TikTok. A lot of people are talking about it. Now it is on Twitter. Um, and back on Reddit, Wall Street Bets, and that is Dogecoin. So Dogecoin um, is currently at uh, five cents, so a nickel basically. Their market cap is six point eight billion, uh, and their volume is about twenty eight point seven billion uh, per hour. So I mean per day. So per day, it's about twenty eight point seven billion uh, volume wise. And then for circulation and supply. There are 128.2 billion Dogecoin out there, and people are talking about trying to get this thing to a dollar. Um, in my opinion, I think it will take a large push in order to do that since there's so many Dogecoin out there, but they're also not that expensive. So, you know, someone with, you know, big wallets could do a lot of damage really quickly as far as accumulating Dogecoin. So, um, you know, I think it's a very interesting um cryptocurrency uh they do have a baseball team so they have a baseball team called california doge uh which i think is pretty cool as well uh they sell a lot of merch on their website so they have you know different jerseys and hats you can buy but it's a baseball minor league baseball team that is funded by uh dogecoin so i think that's very cool uh they also had a sponsorship so they sponsored um a nascar event so they sponsored Josh Wise's car, uh, and this was through Reddit as well. So Reddit um, is where the community, where they kind of set all this stuff up, um, and they sponsored it. So they had a, a wrap. It was wrapped uh, with the Doge lo logo, um, which I thought was pretty cool as well. And on Twitter, um, there's always different memes talking about trying to get this thing to $1. Uh, you all see like people like Elon Musk talk about this uh, coin all the time. Um, but overall synopsis, I think uh, Wall Street Bets is here to stay. Um, you know, they definitely have solidified themselves um, as, I guess, the new way that people look at financing. So it's no longer, you know, old investing. There's new old, there's new investing as, as well as old investing uh, that are in um, Wall Street Bets. You know, there's some people who make like really intelligent uh, contributions and then there's like jokes and like memes and stuff on there as well uh, overall I think the financial community uh, kind of has to realize that there's a big shift going on in the financial um, institutions you know with this retail trading being accessible to everyone um, you know people kind of demand that to be the, the case so if you're going to have an app that is accessible to everyone at all times for a free market that it has to be accessible to everyone at all times for a free market. You know, if you're uh, working at a hedge fund, you got to know that your rules are a little bit different than retail trading rules. So, 
um, you know, just lesson learned from both sides. And I hope that, you know, from this we can just grow uh, investing in general. I would say that's the one positive thing that came from uh, this whole thing that happened this week is more people were talking about investing. And that's the whole goal, in my opinion. That's the whole goal of my channel. Uh, or both my channels, and that's the whole goal, reason why I got into investing is to, you know, spread the knowledge of investing. So at the end of the day, more people know about investing, whether it's from memes they saw, uh, them joining Wall Street Bets for the first time, or them getting on Twitter and seeing, you know, what's Wall Street Bets, what's, uh, you know, GameStop, you know, what stocks, oh yeah, I should invest, you know, at the end of the day, that seems to be what happened, and, you know, I'm happy that uh, that was the outcome. So definitely going to be an interesting week moving forward. Um, I saw some comments uh, that the SEC is going to be involved in looking at some of this stuff uh, that's going on. Uh, but overall, you know, investing uh, was had by all and more people got into investing. Uh, so that's going to be the positive outlook that I'm looking at uh, on this situation in general. So drop a comment down below. Uh, tell me, were you all able to lock in some profits on GameStop? Uh, were you all able to, you know, ride the train up? Uh, or are you looking for alternatives like Dogecoin? Um, make sure you hit that thumbs up. Definitely helps the YouTube algorithm promote the videos. Uh, and if you're listening to on the podcast, thank you for listening. Uh, definitely appreciate uh, all the support on there as well. And I'll see you guys next time. Peace.